You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. This is show number 31. Uh, you may be wondering uh, why it sounds a little bit different. Um, well, one good thing is that PJ now actually has a microphone, a snowball microphone. Uh, the bad thing is that I am here in uh, Houston, Texas with my dad and my family, and um, I did not bring my Mac or my um, my snowball. So it's a little different. I'm going to have to do some editing, try to throw this stuff together. I might even need the help of uh, Jeff, the producer on this. We'll see what I can do uh, to try to make this all happen and sound as good as possible here uh, in uh, Houston. And you might notice we're going to do all the commercials verbally uh, this week because I don't have them with me. So uh, it's been a tough week, PJ. For uh, I guess it's been tougher for you than me the last two weeks. I've been incredibly busy and overwhelmingly amount of stuff I need to do and moving and everything. But uh, so here we are making it happen. Yeah, we're still getting it done. We're still getting it done with all that's been going on. We're still getting it done. So. Yep. I don't want to hear any complaints from anybody. Yeah, so we don't have a video, and we were planning on, you know, we actually did the second half of the show first, and we are planning on doing the video here, and PJ's was working fine. The problem is that uh, recording on uh, the PC, uh, all the programs I was finding are that looked good, that worked, were like $99, and I don't want to spend $100 on a program that I actually already have on my Mac at home and on my laptop, so... You know, uh, Dave's not going to reimburse me for that, and so it just didn't make sense. So unfortunately, another week goes by without video, but we will be doing one cool thing I guess we can talk about, PJ, is when you move to uh, Boca, which we're going to go into some of the details on that in a little while, we're going to have a really cool, uh, almost studio-like setup, because we're going to be able to do the video and the radio shows together every week at my house or at your house, and I've got a tripod, and since you have a camera and I have a camera, I can do some really cool stuff with you know, showing splitting the screen or going from camera to camera when we talk, and we can make the show really, really cool. Yes, it's going to be exciting. I'm, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So what do you want to start off with, PG? We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, you want to talk about why we're not doing why, why I'm here in uh, Houston, or you want to start off with... Yeah, well, let's talk about why we can't do the video. We know that people like the video, um, but if this is not a, a good enough reason for you guys, then I don't know what is. Yeah. People, you know, people have been very understanding with what's been going on. Obviously, last week we had some issues because of your health, and we're going to go into that. And then this week we've had some issues because I've been traveling and I've been moving into the new house and everything and moving to Boca from Tampa, which has been a uh, not a nightmare, but it wasn't easy. Um, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Houston, Texas, because um, my dad is going to have his uh, part of his colon removed. You know, people know my dad has uh, colon cancer. And unfortunately, it kind of it metastasizes, as they say. So he's got some spots on his uh, on his liver and also on his lung. So this is the first uh, in a series of surgeries that he's going to be having. And uh, he finished his first rounds of chemo and radiation. This is the, the last step, hopefully, for the colon. So what they have to do is they go in there, and they remove the where the piece where the, the tumor is, and they actually take that out. And uh, unfortunately, or, or fortunately for him, they will he'll be having you know a bag where he'll have to you know poop into the bag um so um this is what's going on i'm here to support him and and help my mom too my mom actually is more nervous than my dad if you can believe that what's the success rate of this procedure of this procedure or just in general just a procedure um you know it's pretty these days colon cancer is pretty um it's not that unusual to have something like this going on. Actually, Darielle's mom had the same thing uh, happen. She wasn't as late into it, but she had a piece of her colon removed. Um, he's got to get a, a pretty good chunk of it removed. 
but uh, he's at MD Anderson, which is, uh, I believe, the best cancer hospital in the world, or one of the best cancer hospitals in the world, so they deal with this. Also, my um, my aunt, my great aunt and uncle, uh, Stanford Alexander, Joni Alexander, donated a lot, a lot of money to the hospital, and they're, uh, he's on the board, so they're getting some really like top-notch treatment at a top-notch hospital, so we're very fortunate there. So um, It's very I, good. Yeah, you know, he gets a really nice private room and, you know, like almost like an apartment. And uh, he's going to be in the hospital for six days. So it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty complicated procedure, but I think the success rate is very high for this procedure. And how long are you staying there for? I got in uh, uh, this morning, uh, which is Thursday morning, and I will leave uh, Sunday night. Okay, so he should be feeling pretty good by the time you leave. Yeah, that's the plan. I, I, would, I would hope so, you know, and I'm going to spend as much time with him as I can, you know, um, I'll do some work while I'm there in the room with them and, and, uh, and visit, you know. And, uh, that's really the, the purpose of the trip. So. Oh, good. Very good. And then um, I got, I'm back for uh, three days, and then i got to go to Vegas, which I'll be seeing you on Thursday morning. That's right. Lots going on. Busy guy you are. Yeah, tell me about it. You're a jet setter. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of this traveling is for fun. It's always for <laughs> you know, As you know, the USA weekend... Um, will probably be very stressful because there's so many it looks like there's gonna be 900 competitors in the show right around there um, 750 early entries so that, that just gives you an idea yeah, okay maybe there'll be a thousand I don't know um, a lot of these bikini girls may be running behind you know so who knows mm-hmm. uh, it's funny I think that all the bodybuilders and they know way in advance so like I feel like all the bodybuilders are probably in I think all the, like the bikini girls and stuff they're like you know kind of uh, flighty you know they don't know what they're yeah. doing so they can paying, you know, yeah. paying double the entry fee which is great that's what john Lindsay likes you know instead of 200 it's 400 or something yeah, nothing wrong with that he'll still take it <laughs> oh, they love it they love it they prefer that people come in late oh yeah you can sign up the week before the show just uh, just double that's all yeah that's it no big deal it's just 400 bucks. take in i always tell people when they're like oh no i i missed the the, the en- entry line what do i do am i not allowed to compete and I'm like, no, they're they're gonna just gonna charge you a, a late fee. You'll they're happier. They're not gonna not take your money. Of course, they're happier about it. They're not gonna be like, I'm sorry, I don't want to make any more money. You can't compete. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, I'm not gonna say who and when and what, but there was a contest um, relatively recently last year where I both of us know a guy who um, ended up not doing the show, but it was the day before uh, or the day of the weigh-in for a national level show, and he thought that his division was weak and that he could get a pro card, so he went up and talked to one of the judges. And they're like, oh, no, you can't do it this late, sorry. And uh, and he did a little, I gave him a phone number or two, and he called the right people. And they said, yeah, you can pay a $1,000 late fee, but, yeah, you can still do it. So did, you know. he, did he do it? No, he actually didn't do it. He didn't do it. Not because of the money. It had nothing to do with money. It just had to do with the fact that he felt like he needed, he wanted to be, like, more ready. You know, he, he felt like it was too, and, and you know what? He wouldn't have won, so it wouldn't. he wouldn't have got the pro card anyway. So he made the right decision. Um but uh, the, actually, this guy that I'm talking about now is competing this weekend at Masters Nationals, and you said you spoke to him recently, so you probably now know who I'm talking about. Yes, I certainly do. So, um, yeah, it, it ended up working out for him, but uh, anything can be done because they make the rules, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you run the show, it's your show. I mean, maybe one day me and you will have a show, and if somebody wants to offer me $1,000 to, to, to compete that same day or even 10 minutes before, I'm going to say, hell yeah, go ahead course yeah i mean money is money that's what the show is about if you're a promoter it's about making money mm-hmm. so um, there's nothing wrong with that i'm not money, s- money, money, money. Yeah, exactly. i don't want to make it sound like i'm saying in a derogatory way because i'm no all- it's just true it's business is business yeah so um you want to be late they'll be happy to take your money yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing here in Houston. And it's, I guess it's not really a happy vacation, but it is nice to see my folks. And one of the things they had here is something that you would be very interested in. My uh, Aunt Frida. Do you remember Frida from the wedding? Mm, describe her to me. Dark hair, glasses, about 60. Talk like, oh, oh, PJ, I'm from New York and I'm Jewish. She was like very <laughs> Jewish looking. I actually think I do remember her. Yeah, she was the one with the video camera the whole time. You remember? Yes, 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 yes. Of course, you can't forget her. So she sent my mom and dad a DVD of an edited version, crudely edited, but she did a pretty good job. The, the problem is when you have a shitty video camera and it doesn't have any stabilization, it's very shaky. But it was still good, and I, and I haven't seen the video that we spent thousands and thousands of dollars for. So the, the DVD, we, we watched it, and it was really cool, and she got some great... Great footage of you singing to me. I mean, like, destroys what I have. It was awesome. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's, so the DVD is actually really cool. There's, like, a lot of stuff that she got that I doubt that, um, that, that they got, the, the people that we paid all the money to. So I'm going to get a copy of it, and when you uh, move down, I will uh, show it to you. Oh, good. Yeah, good. You're going to really like it. She did an interesting – it's also very funny because she comments – she's like – look, she's like um, a 60-year-old, single, never been married – Jewish woman um, that's very like uh, I don't know if you know the word but it's like nebbish you know Jewish nebbish look you know type of woman very uh, like New York Jewish and she comments on the whole thing she's like the narrator so there's some pretty classic moments like <laughs> yeah I will look forward to hearing that like the, like of, like when you're doing your speech or when I'm doing my speech she's like commenting she's like ah and she's like oh ooh she's like ah oh ooh Good stuff. So some of it was funny. Like when you walked in with um, Ariel's sister on your shoulder, she's like, "Oh, he's big." <laughs> like, don't drop her, don't drop her. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's funny. So you'll get a kick out of it. But um, that's what I was doing, sitting with my dad and, and watching the wedding video. Apparently, they've watched it like four or five times, which I was amazed that they. they everybody loved the wedding so much. So many. Uh, my relatives really enjoyed themselves. It was fun. It was fun. I wish I could have got drunk there. Yeah, wow, God, I can imagine you drunk. You made such a, uh, you were such an entertainer, as my mom says, as, as it was. That's what I like to do. I like to entertain. Yeah, she is telling me how beautiful your voice was. I know you'd like to hear that. Well, I will have to sing uh, for her next time I see her. Yeah. So, um, you want to go into your story about what happened? We got other, a lot of other stuff to talk about. So, I know everybody's probably very interested to hear the whole story and the whole details. You actually wrote a column for Rob DiMaggio and Iron Mag Labs that should be up hopefully really soon so people can uh, check out, you know, your, uh, you did a pretty in-depth little article, but I, I guess you'll get more details here anyway, but yes. check out on ironmaglabs.com. You should check out the article. Hopefully it's there by now. Can I ask you a, a question off the, off the subject for a minute? Of course. How far away should the snowball be to, to where I am? Uh, you know, it's it picks up everything. So, the cool thing is that it blocks like like background noise, you know. So it really just picks up you. So you want to you don't you can be about I would say I'm usually about a foot away from it or so. That's about where I am, a foot away. Yeah, you sound great. You sound fantastic, PJ. So right. people are going to love that. Just making sure it's in the right spot. Thank uh, you for getting Amber to go get that for you. I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, this is a this is a, a true story that involves uh, the, the the snowball. Uh, my my uh, my liver story. I love uh, snowball stories, so it's going to be good. I can tell. Yeah, it does involve the snowball, the the, uh, the liver story. So, uh, last week on Wednesday. Now let me go back a little bit, because I know my body well enough to feel like 
what I'm about to tell you has a little bit to do with what happened, if, if not triggered what happened. On Monday, I did this leg workout that could only really be like described as stupid. And remember, I, I actually was telling you about it. Yeah. Uh, so you overdid it. You were like, why were you training like that? You know, you're three weeks out. I mean, I don't know what the actual sets and reps and everything came, came out to be, but I, I must have done 30 plus sets. And, you know, some of the stuff I did was very heavy and just all kinds of stuff. I was just in a zone. And uh, we've all been there before. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're in a zone, you just, you can overdo it. And um, I actually knew that night that I really overdid it because I just felt completely out of it. And on Tuesday when I woke up, I mean, I was in the most exhausted state that I have ever been in in a diet. And I can tell you that in 2007, Dave Palumbo, our good friend, made me for 13 straight days eat six meals, right? Uh-huh. The six meals that I ate, three of them were eight ounces of tilapia and some asparagus. And the other three were two scoops of isolize. And I just alternated them each meal, right? And, and that was all I ate for 13 days. And I also was doing Jesus 45-minute sessions of cardio. And at the end of that, I was, I was dead. I was absolutely exhausted. Now, what happened to me on Tuesday of last week, I actually felt worse than that. It was weird. I was doing my cardio on the treadmill, and I was only going like 2.4 miles per hour. And I was like literally struggling to stay on the treadmill the way that my body felt. Uh, I had a, a very lackluster chest workout that day, and I thought to myself, I, I don't know, I really did a number on myself. I just want to get to tomorrow. Go to bed, wake up Wednesday, feeling a little better. Get up, do my cardio, eat my breakfast, <clears throat> and I say to myself, you know what? It's Wednesday. I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm going to go get a snowball. I got a chiropractor appointment in two hours. I got time. I found there's a Best Buy not too far away, and uh, that was my plan, and that, that is 100% honesty. I was on my way to get the snowball. Uh, as I was leaving my house, I started feeling uh, like strange pains in my abdomen that I thought was just some kind of indigestion. So I um, I took a couple of Tums, and I, I was like, oh, that, oh, my stomach feels weird, but just eat a couple of Tums, and it'll go away. So I get in my car, and I start driving, and I don't make it five minutes where the pain just starts getting intensely bad. And, and I don't want to sound like a tough guy, but I will be willing to bet that I have as high a pain tolerance as, as anybody that anybody out there will ever meet. Uh, and for me to pull my car over because of the pain means that it was really, really serious. So I, I pull my car over on the side of the road and I'm just trying to breathe. And it, it literally feels like I, I'm being stabbed in the stomach, just intense burning pain um, to the point where I was sweating. and stuff. So at this point, I wait a few minutes and then I call Amber and I'm like, hey man, I go, I'm going home. Something's really wrong with me. I'm actually kind of scared. She was like, what do you mean something's wrong with you? And I was like, the right side of my stomach hurts so bad that it's honestly taking my breath away. And I'm like, I know it's not my appendix because my appendix is gone. I'm like, but the, the only other time I felt pain like this was when my appendix ruptured years ago. And so I, um, I, I, I turned around and I got myself home and I just went to my bed and I laid in the bed with my laptop 
and I started, you know, researching what it could be. And everything was coming up to gallbladder, 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 which is interesting because I'm, I'm eating very low fats right now. So I'm like, well, everything, it does make sense that it's my gallbladder, but I'm eating low fat. So why would I have an inflamed gallbladder? Um, and for those of you who don't understand that, they can email me and I'll get into what the gallbladder does another time. That's going to slow the story down. So Amber comes home because she's scared and she's never seen me act like this before. And she's like, I really want to take you to the doctor. I want to take you to the doctor. I want to take you to the doctor. And I'm just going, no, I hate the doctor. I hate the doctor. I hate the doctor. And uh, I really hate hospitals even more than I hate the doctor. And, um, finally she's just so worried and she's telling me how bad I look that the combination of that and the pain, I'm like, all right, screw it. Let's go to the doctor. We're going to the walk-in clinic. We're not there five minutes before the lady says, you need to go to the emergency room immediately. Your gallbladder is inflamed. So I go to the emergency room. They hook me up to an IV. They get me in there pretty fast. Now at this point, dude, I'm like barely even able to stand up straight. Uh, I mean, the pain is so intense. And the lady's like, scale of one to 10, you know, what is your pain? I'm like, you can't ask me questions like that. To a normal person, I guarantee you it's a 10. I go, I don't know, eight. Just to give people an idea, Derek Farnsworth, who is known for uh, the amount of pain that he puts, uh, you know, big guys through, bodybuilders, he actually verified what PJ is saying and said that PJ has one of the highest pain tolerances of anybody he's ever worked on. It's pretty crazy. That, that, that tells you a lot right there. Yeah, um, even uh, Evan Santapani told me that our ART guy back home, he would never say it to my face because he was a, a punk, uh, but he told Evan, PJ has, without a doubt, the highest pain tolerance of anybody I've ever worked on. Uh, and I'm not trying not to sound cool, but I'm just trying to let you know that for me to be doubled over in pain, it, it was bad. So um, the first thing they do is they give me this non-narcotic pain reliever. That did absolutely nothing. Second thing they do is they give me this stuff called dilated. Delauded. was awesome. <laughs> a one in a matter of minutes. And uh, I actually was like, I was ready to go do some cardio. I, I was feeling so good. So the, um, the doctor is explaining what he thinks, and they take my blood, and they do an ultrasound of my uh, stomach. And he comes back in, and he's like, I'm really confused. Your gallbladder is completely fine. Your blood work all looks good. Is like, however, your liver enzymes are elevated. To which my response was, all liver enzymes are elevated. All bodybuilders, you broke up at that second, all bodybuilders. Said all bodybuilders, liver enzymes are elevated. That's right, that's right. Uh, from training, from training. Also, what you do to your body supplement-wise, but from training especially. So, he said we need to do a CAT scan of your abdomen and get to the bottom of this. So, they inject you with this dye. Uh, which apparently is bad for your kidneys. And um, they put you in the CAT scan. And, you know, it's just this little donut that you go through a few times. Um, and I go back to my room, and the doctor comes in, and I'm sitting there with Amber, and he goes, okay, you have a mass in your liver. He's like, we're not exactly sure what it is. He goes, it's kind of like the size of a ping pong ball. He goes, it could be a cyst. He goes, it could be a tumor. He's like, if it's a tumor, to do a biopsy. It could be a number of things. He's like, but we, we really are going to need to do another CAT scan, a more comprehensive CAT scan, and I, I need you to stay. Now, Amber's like all upset, and I'm like, you know, I just got this overwhelming feeling that it, it just wasn't, you know, a tumor. And I was like, it's not a tumor, babe. It's something weird. You know, it's, uh, 
I just, I just know, you know. And uh, I told, well, can I just go and and come back tomorrow? I don't want to stay here tonight, you know. I'm dieting for this competition. I go and I, I'm, I, I, you know, I want to just get some food in me. And he's like, no, I can't eat or drink anything. We need to do more tests. They keep me there, right? I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything, which sucked. Um, and by the way, uh, I had Amber bring me my laptop. And I actually was still uh, answering client emails uh, from my uh, hospital bed. So I can truly never stop working. Um, I, uh, I waited. I talked to this one doctor that was a complete buffoon. Uh, he came into my room and he had like an iPhone. And he was like, so, so what kind of testosterone do you take? Are you using the patch? And I laughed and I was like, no, I'm not using the patch. And he was like, well, what do you take? And I'm like, testosterone sipinate. And, and he's looking it up, looking up on, the, on his phone. This is a medical doctor. He has no clue Idiot. what sipinate is. So he's basically Googling on his phone, and he's like, oh, you know, that can cause cancer, you know. And I'm like, thanks, doctor. You know, and he's like, then, then this guy, right, wants to prescribe me uh, oxycodone, uh, you know. Meanwhile, my, my, uh, we'll get to what's happening with my liver in a minute, but, uh, you know, he's like, all right, we're going to prescribe you some oxycodone for your pain, whatever. And then he disappears. Now, I stayed there all night. Surprisingly, I actually was able to sleep for a little while. Um, I wake up in the morning. I'm still not allowed to eat or drink anything. Now I'm pissed because I'm already dieting my ass off, right? And I'm already hungry and cranky. And I, I can't even have any, like, fucking water. Sorry, Isaac. Uh, they're giving me these swabs for my mouth. And I'm trying to explain to them. I'm like, you don't understand. I drink, like, a gallon and a half of water a day. And they're like, oh, well, you're getting all your nutrients through the IV. And I'm like, no, I'm thirsty as hell, you know? Um, so finally, the last doctor comes in. And this dude was real straightforward. I liked this guy. He's like, listen, here's the deal. I looked at everything, and I had my best radiologist look at it. And he goes, we're not exactly sure... 100% what it is because the mass is not solid. It's blood. It's actually blood that we're seeing in there. He's like, what we believe is that you have angioma on your liver. He's like, believe it or not, 50% of the United States has them. Now, hemangioma is basically a birthmark and it's like made of like a cluster of blood vessels, right? Right. So it says that a hemangioma can rupture. It usually it happens in a car accident or some kind of intense trauma to, to the abdomen. Now, the only reason I'm, I told my, my story of the leg workout is because I was doing some kind of crazy heavy hack squats and stuff, and perhaps you know, on the bottom, you know, exerting really hard, because he did say uh, that in, in some intense exertion, that it's, it is possible, although unlikely, it is possible that, that could have caused it to rupture. And he's like, and the reason that you're in so much pain is because your liver is swollen with blood. He's like, you, you won't feel pain in your liver. If you had a tumor in your liver or something in your liver, you're not going to feel like, ow, my liver hurts. He goes, however, the casing of your liver is very sensitive. And if it's swollen with blood and it's pressing against the other organs, that's going to cause you horrible pain. So his theory makes a lot of sense. Um... And so he said, if that's the case, the blood will go away. And if I'm smart and don't lift heavy and don't take any aspirin or ibuprofen or any other kind of oral stuff, it should heal on its own in a matter of a few weeks and I should be okay. And so I said to him, I said, well, you know, I have a humongous competition coming up in two weeks. I've been training years for this. Can I still do it? And his response was, well, 
you know, what, what goes into this thing? Are you going to be lifting anything heavy? And I said, I don't have to lift anything heavy until the competition. I just got to look good on stage. It's all diet. It's cardio. I mean, I'm supposed to be training, but, you know, I want to know that, that, you know, I can do this. And he said, well, what if I tell you I don't think it's a great idea? And I said, I want you to tell me that I can die if I don't do it. Or, excuse me, that I can die if I do it. And he smiled and says, you're not going to be in some pain. And I said, so I go, in reality, all the things that this could have been all night that I've been told, a tumor and everything else, I said, this is a pretty good scenario. And he said, yeah, yeah. As long as it, is, it truly is that, it is. He's like, there's a lot of blood, so we can't see everything. He's like, you come back in two weeks, and if the blood is gone and there's nothing else there, he's like, you're good to go on your own. He goes, you know, if we're wrong, then we're going to have to take the next step. He's like, but that is what we believe it is. So uh, I have been positively believing that that is what it is as well. And I came home from the hospital in terrible, terrible pain on Thursday. Um, also gained 11 pounds in the 24 hour I was there because of all the crap that they pumped up into me, which was quite frustrating. Um, but that's now I'm actually back down to where I started, uh, looking good. I was in very bad pain Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was in a lot of pain. I mean, really, really bad pain. Sunday, a little better. And then all of a sudden, Monday was way better. And this week, each day, it's gotten better and better. So um, kind of a little funny story. Uh, since I can't take anything for pain, out here in California with all these hippies, they will prescribe you marijuana for, for, for pain medication, for instances like this. Mm. I have this, this uh, medical, I think it's Indica, I think is, is the one. Oh, that's a good one. And Indica is like the, um, I think there, Santiva is the one that like, slows you down like really mellow and the indica is the one that's like makes you it's almost like uh makes your brain work better like it doesn't make you like go to sleep and shit it's like it's an upper almost right hold on one second amber what kind of weed is this indica yes indica so the indica this is interesting for our listeners out there i actually hate weed um and and people that know me know that i don't do well with weed so much fucking weed, sorry Isaac, to make the pain go away. And it didn't do shit for my pain. So these burnout hippies out here, uh, it's just, I don't know what they're talking about. But what it did was it, st <laughs> it stoned me out where my mind would go off thinking about stuff and I'd kind of forget. Um, but as soon as I got to the point where the pain was tolerable, I got rid of the weed because I, I don't like, I don't like weed. It makes me feel weird and, and stuff. So, um, I uh, thankfully only had to do that for a couple days, and now I've been sleeping good. I, uh, I never broke my diet, and I've, I've been very light, lightly, and when I say lightly, I mean really lightly, uh, been training the whole time. I've been doing my cardio the whole time. and So anyway, that's a pretty dramatic story, uh, P. I'm very excited, though, that, that you were able to healthily, healthily do uh, USAs, because I know you put so much into this. And a lot of this is about redemption because I know how you were, everybody, I was very disappointed. You were very disappointed with some of the mistakes that you made in the last minute decisions doing the last show. Excalibur, right? That was the one? Yes. That was the worst I've ever looked at a bodybuilding stage before since I first started. Yeah. So um, this is a good opportunity for you to show, um, even with all these obstacles, how much better. I can already tell you just from seeing the pictures how much better you're going to look at this show than that show even though you've, you've actually had a lot of obstacles, uh, this prep, maybe more than ever. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a testament 
to uh, your mental fortitude that you're going to be getting on stage at all. Because a lot of people would have quit a long time ago and just said, I'll do another show later on in the year or next year, you know, and uh, you've stuck it out and did the, you've taken definitely the harder, the, the road less traveled and the harder road by deciding to still compete and uh, to put everything into continuing to do this, even though there's a lot of easier ways at, at many points during this. I, I am a firm believer in karma, and I do believe uh, what goes around comes around, and I have seen this happen firsthand to people many times. And um, I did get a little down because, with all sincerity, I, I feel like um, I do a lot for people, like, you know, people that, that just listen to the show that they don't know what I really do with my clients and stuff like that and how much I put into what I do. Um, and I don't do it because, you know, I have to do it. I do it because I like to do it. And, uh, I generally really get a lot of satisfaction out of helping people and, and, and doing what I feel is good for the world. And I, there was a moment where I was thinking like, you know, like, I try so hard to help everybody and I try to do so much good. Like, why is this happening to me? You know, like, why am I getting so effed right now? And uh, I did get a little negative and I did think like, you know, like maybe I should just, just throw it away. But that was a very short period of time and that passed, uh, you know, within an hour or so. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to quit. There's a lot of people right now that would be eating a pint of ice cream being like, screw it. I'm just going to relax and get better. But I'd rather make it through this. And uh, I think I'll feel very fulfilled making it through this. I, I, I'm a realist. And I know that I'm not going to look how I originally expected that I was going to look. It's impossible. I lost a full week and I was in the hospital. And, and uh, it's, being a realist, it is impossible. However, I do believe if I'm on top of everything that I do and I'm very smart with everything still be my best ever maybe just slightly better than my best ever but i still believe that i can be my best ever and considering everything that's gone through i think it will be pretty pretty fulfilling for me to walk away from that in the end yeah i think so i think so i think that um and like you said i, I really want you to to go uh, when you're there and take it all in and don't be stressed out and like angry and you know want to be to yourself i think you should go to this show and look at it as you know, you know, because as a as a, somebody who's competed before myself, and I and I certainly don't take it as seriously as you have in the past. But sometimes you know, the whole thing passes you by, and you're like, wow, you know, I, it feels like it didn't even happen. Yeah. So I hope that you you go at it in, in a different in a different way than you usually do, and try to have a good time and enjoy being on stage and enjoy the whole process. You know. Well, I believe that I, you know, as a heavyweight, am going to be a, a threat. I believe that I'm going to be a lot to deal with, um, you know, and, uh, you know, the guy that was second at the Nationals last year, Rob Ewells, of course, that's just one guy, and there's lots of other great bodybuilders out there, but I've mopped the floor with Rob Ewells twice, and I will beat him in every single pose, and if that sounds cocky, I'm sorry, but you can go look online, go to go to uh, any website, I know there's tons of pictures on MD, I don't know if they have them on Narek's Muscle, of the Eastern USA's in 09 when I didn't even take diuretics or take that show uh, 100% seriously because I was focused on nationals the next week and I, I absolutely destroyed him. Uh, and I don't feel he has made all that many improvements. He gets in very good shape. I will give him that. 
I do not believe he looks like a pro bodybuilder. I think he looks like a fitness model. Um, and I believe that I, uh, if this is the guy that's getting the hype, I believe that I can certainly beat him. Now, there are many other guys out there that the kid that won the Junior Nationals, I think, is outstanding. Uh, if I could be in the same condition as that kid, I would be, you know, happy as a pig in shit for the rest of my life because that kid's skin was onion thin like like nothing I've seen in a long time. Uh, what the hell was his name? Pasquale. Now, yeah, I, Anthony Pasquale. Yeah, very impressive kid. Extremely impressed with him. So, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of good guys there, but I, I believe that as a heavyweight, this is my last chance to do it, and I don't want to miss it. And uh, I will enjoy it, and I'm glad that you're going to be there. And um, I'm doing a lot of things differently this time. I'm going to do my own tan. I think we discussed that. Yeah. Uh, which in the past I used to do my own tan and it used to look great. And you know what, dude, I don't want to be running around and being pressured and stressed. I'm going to chill in my room. I'll have my girl help me with my tan. I'm sure there's lots of other girls and I'm sure there's tons of gay guys out there that could come and help me out if I need help with it. Um, and I, and I want to just make the best of it, you know? Right. Oh, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And, uh, we'll be able to shoot a lot of video for Iron Mag labs and everything while we're there. Um, I think that'll be that will make it fun. You know, the whole thing will be fun. Also, Rob and Gina DiMaggio are going to be there from Iron Mag Labs, and I think they're going to bring their assistant cat. There's a whole bunch of guys out there. Uh, Steve Masharbish. What's the other chick's name? Alicia Hart. Is that her name? No, Alicia Hart's a pro figure competitor. Um, Hart. Uh, Shannon. Shannon Hart. We have a bunch of people that are competing at the USA's from from uh, Team Iron Mag Labs, and uh, and that'll be fun to hang out with them a little bit. Obviously, you can't do the drinking. I know they like to have a few uh, cocktails, but uh, I will have the cocktails for you. Yeah, Lord only knows when I can drink again. That's a little upsetting, right? Yeah, you'll have to find out when, when it's okay. I'm sure if it is what we think it is, I don't think it will be a problem in a little, in a, in a, in a, after the, the CAT scan is over. Do you, do you think the doctor will think I'm an asshole if I'm like, doctor, I need you to give it to me straight? How long till I can have a drink? No, probably not. You'd probably be surprised how many people probably ask that. Uh, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it'll, it'll still be it'll be an enjoyable weekend, and you know, I, it'll probably more enjoyable for you than me. Honestly, it'll be a very well, um, for me. there's something that I'm extremely looking forward to. I out think there. I know what it is. Is it, is it the does it have to do with magazines? <laughs> it's funny that you say that, but, but uh, I maybe I shouldn't say this on the radio, but I'm actually looking forward to something even more than that. The Win Buffet. Win Buffet. Yeah. It is going to be exciting. Wynn Buffet is the best. For people that don't know, at the, at the Wynn Hotel and Casino, they have a buffet there that, that is unlike any other, that is uh, more stupendous, more filled with goodness than any other buffet that I have ever seen or heard of. And uh, last year we hit it pretty hard. This year I think that we're going to hit it even harder. And um, they have everything, everything. It's very expensive. So they better have everything. I think it's what sixty dollars a piece or something, forty dollars a piece, something like that. But when you think about the actual food selections they have there, you so can the, very easily get your money worth. Yeah, they've got lobster, they've got uh, filet mignon, they've got every kind of dessert that you can imagine. They serve uh, what uh, some what do they serve? Wine, beer, and uh, mimosas or something. Mimosas, yes. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty unbelievable. You know, it's all it's an experience also to go to the Wind Buffet. I know that uh, Mark Flex Anthony wants to go, and I talked to a few other people, Eric Deloro wanted to go so we'll do we'll get a whole group of people together and we'll all go and, and destroy their buffet now muscle mag doesn't want to shoot me till tuesday that'll be tough you're gonna have to figure so out i'm not gonna be there that long i'm trying to see if you know they can be sympathetic 
with my situation, with my injury and everything, and, and hopefully move me up a day or so. And uh, hopefully they can. You're going to have to stay on your diuretics a little longer. I know you're going to do very, very little because of the uh, liver thing. Yeah. It's mild stuff, so you're going to have to stay on a little longer or not drink water a little longer. One of the Yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating, so. Yeah, it's going to suck because if you're going to eat the buffet, you're going to have to be very careful with uh, what you drink. I know, I know. Yeah, that sucks. Um, well, anyway, uh, that, that'll be that will be exciting. That 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 process will be great. You're also shooting with Muscle Mag, who obviously now I work with. Uh, uh, we actually, your magazine, I've seen it now. Uh, pretty impressive. You have got a very cool layout in the magazine. Oh, I got nine pages, right? Yeah, you got a, a lot. I don't remember. I didn't count them, but there's a lot in there of you, and uh, the picture's really cool, and you looked good in it. So that's good. When will I get to see this? It's on newsstands. I saw one at the newsstand. Oh, good, 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 good. Any or Barnes and Noble or something. Very good. Um, I'm surprised they don't send you any. You know what? They never do. You know what? You should, uh, if you want, I can ask. You know, me and uh, Bill Geiger, who's the editor in chief of Reps and Muscle Mag. I don't want to say we're friends, but we communicate quite often now. Uh, my as my role increases over there and the India trip and everything. You know, I, I basically got them hooked up to go to India for free. So he he loves me now. <laughs> um, so he's going to be there. That's very cool. You know, hopefully you will be on the cover of the magazine, the same magazine that I will have my big uh, spread on India because I'm going to write the uh, the feature story on India. We're going to have a photographer fly out with me and follow me around, and I will have a a very large. He said 12 page spread. I imagine it may big bit end up being bigger than that now that we're doing all these photos. So. Uh, it's going to be really cool. The idea behind the spread—I don't even know—I don't know if I should tell it because I don't want anybody to steal it. But I guess if they do, they do because I'll just—I'll just have to write it better. They won't be able to follow me around. I'll have to lose the flex photographers, and I don't know who's writing it for Greg Merritt, maybe or somebody writing it for Flex. But um, the idea is that we want to cover the contest, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time who won, who got first, second, third, all that shit. You know, you can see that anywhere. You go to RX Muscle and see it as it happens. So instead, I'm going to cover um, the story behind it. it, it from the plane ride and who was on the plane, because everybody flies together, which is cool. Um, except for Mr. Olympia, probably Jay and Phil will, will fly United Arab Emirates, United Arab Emirates, and Steve Weinberger. They all get first class on United Arab Emirates. But um, everybody else, including Kai Green, Victor, myself, everybody um, flies together on United uh, from Newark to there, or from I think it's from Newark to to uh, to uh, Delhi, or from uh, Mumbai to Delhi. And uh, that's pretty cool to have everybody on the same flight for, for 18 hours. You get to talk to a lot of people. We'll get a lot of insight. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the country and follow a bodybuilder and see how an Indian bodybuilder lives, how they train, uh, you know, one of their top guys. So I'm going to follow them around, go to the market with them where they buy their fish, their meat. You know, a lot of them are vegetarians, so they don't eat meat. You know, they may not even eat fish. So I'm going to show what it's like to train in India. We're going to show the contest, the backstage stuff, the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, all the athletes go to one of uh, the gold gyms that's owned by the group that Sheru works with. And uh, we're going to do a lot of stuff like that, behind the scenes, like what, what's going on in India that normal people, even if you went, wouldn't get to see. I want to go to India. I know, I need to write him, email, remind me so that I email him um, a proposal to see if I can get you out there. Okay. Because um, we'll, we'll try to do this. I'll try to see if he'll pay for just the plane ticket. Or something, or even if you only pay for part of the plane ticket, I'm sure you'll pay half if he pays half, right? If I if I can stay with you in the room, and I yeah, definitely. 
as long as you'll massage me and stuff and pleasure me if tell I tell him that you need me there to massage you and pleasure you and make sure you're relaxed and stuff well all I'll do is also say if he wants me to really compete if it's important to him to get on stage with Mark Anthony and stuff and promote that par- portion of the show then um, then I really need you there to help me out and I'll try to I'll try to phrase it in a way that doesn't sound like prima donna-ish you know because obviously that's you know we really just want you there so that you can help out and experience India with me and let him know it'll be pretty good for him anyway it's not like, it's not like I'm some schmuck yeah it's not like yeah exactly you, you'll, you we can do a lot of stuff we can tell him it's for Iron Empire Radio too we'll do a show a live show out there ah that's a good idea a live show out there sponsored specifically by the Shrew Classic you know that's brought to you by Shrew very very good idea yeah I'll, I'll tell him that I think you will like that you know I think that will be fun um, so we'll, uh, we'll work on something I'll, I'll, I'll try to schmooze Shrew and see if we can move him up Schmooze Shrew we gotta do it quick though because you have a, a passport, yes? Yeah. Yes. So we need to get your visa. So that's not a quick process. So we gotta, remind me to do this quickly instead of slowly. we got to make this happen. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about uh, moving to Boca Raton. Some exciting things happened in, uh, in your search for a place and your move down here. Let's talk about that for a minute. I, uh, I actually have the uh, lease agreement in my email. Wow. And how far away will I live from you? Uh, I would say 10 minutes or so. Well, that is pretty outstanding. Um, yeah, uh, three-bedroom place looks pretty good. Very good price. And um, I talked to my uh, dad, who owns the moving company, uh, yesterday. And he's going to look at his schedule and see what he could do. Hopefully, get us down there sooner than later. Because I'd much rather have him help us than drive a, a friggin' uh, U-Haul across the country. That would. Did suck he sound? Out. Did he sound optimistic? Yeah, he just said he'd, he'd have to look at the schedule. You know, he he's he's. Uh, I told him my whole story first about what happened to me first with my was life. he worried was he worried about you about what happened yeah um, but he was impressed uh, my father is an a, extremely hard worker I think that's where I get it from but he was impressed with the fact that I didn't quit and that I'm not quitting uh, and um, he said his his exact words were uh, my father is very always business he's very strictly business my dad he said uh, well. He goes, it sounds like you know what you want, and you're going for it, and nothing's getting in your way, and I'm proud of you for that, and that's why you're a brawn. Oh. And uh, he goes, I'd like to talk to you again before your show, and I will check the schedule and see what I can do for you. And I was like, oh, thank you, Dad. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you, whatever. And, you know, so sounded promising. That's good. That's good. You think you and your dad will ever patch it up and be like, uh, you know, like, Obvious, I don't know, not like my dad and me, but something like that? Um, I don't think we'll ever be like, you know, you and your dad. I mean, me and my stepdad are, are like you and your dad. I mean, me and my stepdad are, are boys, and I love hanging out with my stepdad. My, my stepdad's like my biggest fan, you know? He's, I almost think, though, that your, your, your stepdad and you are more like boys than, um, than like father and son, you know what I mean? Like, my dad is, is, is not my boy. He's my dad, you know what I mean? Well, you know what I mean. Um... Well, I know, I know that your dad, that you, you love your dad, he lo- or your stepdad, he loves you, and you guys have a great relationship, but I'm not so sure it's, it is, because he looks your, your age, he looks like he could hang out with us. Yeah, but he's extremely mature for him. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but it just doesn't seem, I mean, look, um, I guess I would have a better grasp on it than you would probably, because you didn't have a real uh, strong relationship with your biological dad growing up, and I did, so I feel like my, I mean, of course I'm modeling, I'm thinking that. My relationship with my dad is how everybody's relationship should be, but it seems to me that um, your relationship with your stepdad 
is more friendly and less like he is your father who's going to raise you and teach you. Yeah, when I was a kid and I played football, my stepdad was the guy that was on the sidelines. My stepdad assistant coached the teams. He was the one that was always there. Nobody else, you know. Uh, when I was a fat little pussy, <laughs> was too fat to play Pop Warner, he was the one that pep talked me into doing it and wouldn't let me give up. He's been around that long? Yeah, he's been around since I was eight years eight years old. I didn't know that. Well, maybe I was wrong. Um, Just seems like you guys are more friends than he was. Actually, uh, a good a good part of the reason why I moved out and uh, tried to start a relationship with my real father when I was uh, eighteen, because I felt that my stepdad's rules were just extremely just too strict, and my mother was extremely lenient, and they were contradicting all the time. So my mom would be like, "Yeah, you can go do this," and I would do it. And then my stepdad would yell at me, and I'd be like, screw you, mom said I could do it. And he'd be like, well, it's my house, I make the rules, and it would cause a lot of fights and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, he did assume a father role. Um, you know, he, uh, he he definitely loved us like like we were his own children, that's for sure. That brings up something interesting. Um, you were eight, you are now in Anjole, which is, yes. um, which is, um, Amber's daughter, she's now living with you full time, and you are basically like your stepdad was for you at eight. You're like how um, he was for you, but for her at at ten. Mm -hmm. So where do you see that? Um, how do you are you going to be like your stepdad was? Are you going to be the one with the strict rules? He is a much better guy than I am when it comes to that. I, I've already learned. I mean, I, I mean, I think things will be different when I'm not dieting. Uh, right now, I would like to put her on a plane that sends her somewhere until USA's is over. Right. Um, obviously, that's not realistic, and she's, she doesn't get in my way too much. Um, but Amber's been good of uh, keeping her busy and doing things with her so she doesn't distract me from my work. And, you know, anybody who's done a serious bodybuilding competition knows once you're a couple weeks out from the show, you, you're pretty exhausted. And to all of a sudden have a 10-year-old, it's not really something that, you know, you know how to deal with. So um, I can tell you right now that I'm going to be a lot more stern with her than Amber is. How do you think that'll go over? I mean, when I dated, I dated this girl, Andrea, when I was 21, and she had a, a, a four-year-old boy. Kid's name is Robert, and he was a bad little motherfucker. I mean, he was he was so bad, and he didn't take his mom seriously at all. Like, she would tell him something, he would do the opposite, you know? Yeah. And she wasn't, to be honest, she wasn't doing a very good job because she was so, I know, just from my extremely limited experience with kids, when you tell the kid something, you have to follow through, even though it may seem easier to to do whatever the kid wants. But if the kid's like, this is a good example. We go to the mall, and the kid will be with us. And he'd be like, I want a toy. And she'd be like, no, no toys today, Robert. We're just going in to get something quick, and we're leaving. He's like, but I want a toy. She'd be like, no, Robert, no toys today. Like, I want a toy. 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 He started pulling her and trying to drag her towards the, the you know Toys R Us or whatever, and she'd be pulling him and she'd be like stop, and he'd be like toy 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 toy, you know he was a little fucking bad little fuck, you know, mm -hmm. and and uh, I remember that one time something like that was happening. I was like shut up, sit down, don't say anything, and uh, she's like come here, and she pulled me aside. She's like never talk to my son like that, and I was like. What the fuck do you want me to do? You can't, you can't, you don't have no, have no concept of how to discipline him. And she got so upset. Like, that was the most mad she ever got with me. She's like, you're telling me I don't know how to raise my kid. And I was like, well, I mean, look at what's going on here. You know, do, are you doing a good job? And she got so, so, so mad. Um, have you talked, have you had that talk with Amber about like that, it, you know, at some point you're going to have to 
help her, you know, kind of like. Yes, 100%. And I already let her know I'm going to be a lot more stern than she is. And, um, you know, Amber tries to reason uh, with her a lot. And there will be no reasoning with me. What I say goes, you know. Uh, I'll throw her in a room and lock her in there and punish her, you know. I mean, I'm not going to hit her. I mean, my parents would hit me. I'm not going to hit her, you know. Um, if she was my kid, she'd have gotten cracked for a couple things that she's done already. Um, you but, can't spank her? I'm not going to spank her just because she's not my blood and it's new. But there's a, you know, locking somebody in the room will get the point across when you don't let them out. At some at some point when you were, um, you guys, like a year down the road, will you be able to spank her or you'll never be able to? I don't think I'll ever be able to. It's just... I felt bad. I slammed the door on her the other day, and I felt bad afterwards. I felt bad for two days, but I wanted her to go outside because I was having an argument with her mother, and I didn't want her to see the argument. All right. And I told her to go outside, and she wasn't going outside, and I was like, I need you to go outside. And I was kind of like brushing her outside, and when she was trying to come back in, I slammed the door hard, and she got scared. You know, She needed to know that I was being serious, um, and I let Amber know. Now she knows. When somebody says go outside, you, you go outside. Um, and I felt, at the time, no sympathy. Um, and you know what, at the end of the day, when it was time for her bed, she came and gave me a big hug and everything. So she, she obviously wasn't scared or whatever of me after that. But, um, you know, I could tell if I felt bad from that, that I'm definitely not going to be able to hit her. Uh, what I will do is, um, lock her in a room though and not let her come out. <laughs> oh, I, I told Darielle, I'm going to spank the shit out of our son. He's going to behave right. I'm going to teach him to be, you know, he's going to, he's going to get raised, uh, right. And well, when I'm, when my mom... Um, would spank me, you know, to teach me a lesson. It got to the point where I, when I was getting bigger, that she would have to start hitting me with like spoons. <laughs> she hurt her hand. Spatulas. Uh, and then by the time I was like a senior in high school, when I got out of line, I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. My mom would hit me with like frying pans and stuff. Um, but you know, that's how you get a good message across. I'm I'm for it. You know, this is a day and age. Where our you know this world has gotten real soft, you know you give a, a kid a good crack when they do something bad, they remember. All right, I'm not supposed to do that again. Tell them that they got ten minutes in timeout. What's ten minutes in timeout? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll say. Especially that. if their room is full with toys and video games and fun stuff, you know. Yeah, your punishment is that you're going to go play with a bunch of awesome toys that I bought for you in your room. No, it doesn't work that way. Right, I agree with that. Um, yeah, so we got a. We got a busy week ahead of us. We're gonna try and do the show on Tuesday, so I don't know if it'll be up early. That's the plan at this point, at least. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I am um, actually. I guess I could uh, talk about moving a little bit. So I moved um, everything from. I didn't. I didn't actually move anything, just to be totally honest. But I paid to have all of our shit moved um, in Tampa, and this kind of happened all of a sudden. I mean, we knew we were gonna do it, but you know. It, Time flies, man. You know, just things happen. And before you know it, for, my life works like this. People are like, you know, people are talking about like the Olympia, which is like, I think, 10 weeks away now or nine weeks away. I can't even think of that far because there's so many things that I need to do and that have to happen between now and then that I just focus on the USA's, which is next weekend. Yes. Next weekend will come and then I'll focus on the next thing, you know, and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I can't look that far in advance. That's exactly how I have to be now, too. It's funny. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good way to be. I mean, that's a good way. It's nice to, to know that you have things that you need to, even if it's not a positive thing always, you have to look forward to. So, I, I you know, that's how I live. So a lot of times when you live like that, before you know it, you know, uh, the next thing is there. You know, the thing that was too far to think about, like, jumps up on you. 
And, um, and that's what happened with moving. Um, we were, it seemed like, you know, we just got married and we were going to move in like, you know, six weeks. Uh, we had plenty of time to pack up and everything. And before you know it, now we got to pack in like a few days. You know, we got back from uh, the last show. What was that? Chicago? No, we were at uh, Southern States. And we got back and it was like, okay, we got four days to have everything packed up. And uh, thank God Darielle's friend, um, Jay, uh, that she used to train, came and helped. Because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I got other stuff I have to do, like work stuff, uh, like make money stuff, because Darielle's not working now. And um, the truth is that I can't really just stop what I'm doing to help if I've got to do something for work, if I have to do record with Christina or I have to write something. Uh, my muscle mag column is due, so I had to write 3,000 words and stuff. It's just like, you know, and those things have to come first for me so that we keep having money to pay people to move us and shit like that. Um, so Darielle, being very pregnant now, eight months pregnant, had to basically do most of it with her friend, uh, who was very, very nice for doing it. Packed everything in boxes. We had to pay some people to come. We, I rented a U-Haul, and they put everything into the U-Haul. And then I drove the U-Haul from Tampa to Boca, which is about four and a half hours, five hours driving slow because U-Hauls don't drive fast. And then we got there to the new house, and we had somebody there that unpacked everything for us, that to, to put the boxes in the house, put everything, the furniture there. And then we kind of arranged it around a little bit. Now Darielle is unpacking. I'm here in Houston. But, um, man, it is, un it is expensive to move. And it, it, is, it is extremely uh, stressful. I can see why people say moving is one of the most stressful things you can do in your life. Well, now you know why I'm trying to get my dad to help me. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the U-Haul, driving the U-Haul sucked. But it was so expensive. This, just to give you an idea, like for us to get the per people there, it was like $300 to help us pack the stuff into the truck. It was like $300 to unpack it. So it was like $600. Now, if we would have had somebody pack it into their own truck and drive it uh, to uh, Boca, it would have been $1,500. Um, so I had to, uh, you know, the choice was easy, you know, either save $1,000, save $800, let's say, $700, and drive it myself or rent a U-Haul, pay for that, and drive it uh, and, and, as opposed to having them drive it. It was a pretty easy decision. Um, imagine if I have to drive a freaking U-Haul from California to Boca. It would be an adventure. With Amber and Anjali. No, you couldn't do that. You could not do that. I would have to do it alone. I would have to. I don't know. That seems like, I don't know how you could do it without Anjali. Oh, uh, I would have to just tell, I would be like, Amber, I'm sorry, but this is just something I have to do alone. <laughs> I, I don't know how you would do it alone, dude. You would have to, you'd definitely have to get some Adderall or something. It would be it would be extremely tough to stay awake. That's my thing. Driving long distances doesn't bother me that much. Like I can listen to a book on tape, which I know you're not into. But I listen to all my radio shows. I listen to a book on tape, and I don't have a, if it's a good book on tape, man. It's like a movie for me. Even though I'm driving, I'm seeing what's happening in my head, just like reading a book. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. But the problem is that eventually, I, when I drive, I start to get tired. It's like I don't know what when this started happening to me, but like if I drive for more than an hour or two. I start to fall asleep driving and I have to like pull over and sleep for a few minutes and then drive again. Or I have to load myself up with some kind of amphetamines or um, caffeine pills or something to stay awake. Otherwise it's like, it's unbelievable because I'll be totally rested and fine. I'll drive for an hour and a half or something. And I'll start to fall asleep. Well, that's no fun. No, it's scary because I, you know, I, I, it's like if I kept trying to drive, I will literally fall asleep driving. I'm crazy, man. I drove all the way to New Mexico. It was 13 hours. I drove the whole way home like a psycho. 
Oh, maybe you'll be good at them. Amber was like, do you want me to drive? I was like, no. I just wanted to just focus on the road and drive and just get home. Yeah, maybe you could do it. It would be a long, it would be a five-day deal for sure. Yeah, I don't like her driving, so I was like, no, I'm going to drive. You won't want her to drive the U-Haul, that's for damn sure. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty tough to drive. No, no, no. It's a big truck. Have you ever driven a truck that big before? I've driven a, a, a medium-sized U-Haul, not the biggest one. If we were going to move our whole place, we would need the biggest one because I moved her stuff. Uh, from uh, L.A. to San Clemente in a U-Haul. And, uh, and uh, you know, it was an interesting drive when I did that. You said uh, that your dad sounds optimistic, though, so it's probably not going to be necessary. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people move to Florida. So it's definitely promising. The thing is, is anybody going from California to Florida? That's what makes it a little trickier. Well, I got to say, I took a look at your place. I'm the one that took pictures of it and kind of uh, organized the deal, I guess you'd say. Um, this is actually Dave Palumbo's childhood best friend, uh, Mike Pop-Tart. Um, uh, what's Mike's last name? Mike uh, Popkin, sorry. Yep. Mike Pop-Tart Popkin, who is uh, Dave's childhood best friend, who I've got to be friends with, lives in Boca. And uh, his business partner, who I also met, um, to go look at his place, because he is renting out this place that, He's had for a while. He actually lived in there before he got married and had kids and moved to a big house. So this is his place in a very nice area. It's a gated community in uh, in Boca. And there's a lot of really fancy houses in your little community. You got to show your ID to get in. Everything high security, kind of like um my my uh, I guess my mother-in-law Linda's um country club. When you go in, you know you got to go through a security booth and everything. It's the mm -hmm. same. So you'll have a security. I mean that's cool in itself. Like you live in a little. Nice community, and um, I went there with them. Uh, we went to lunch first, and then we went there and checked the place out. It's very cool. You know, the place is very nice. I think you're going to be. It's much much nicer than uh, the place that you were living in, Connecticut, that you really liked, and much bigger. And I know it'll be uh, it'll be good for you, especially for the price, because in Boca, you know, we're paying. I'm paying seven hundred dollars more than you're going to be paying a month. So you really got a great deal, man. If if I didn't have a dog, we'd be living there probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm are you going to get a cat? Am I getting one? When you move there, are you going to get a cat? Possibly. I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm craving an all-black all kitten. Ah, there's a lot of cats out there. I want a little black pussy to play with. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can definitely uh, do that for you. We can definitely help you with that. It's easy. You're like a pussy magnet. They, they love you as it is. So. A, nice, a nice little black pussy to play with. Yeah, so we can get that for you. That would be cool. It would be nice. Mm -hmm. Bring Doke and Tyson over to play with them. Yeah, like I want it to be like a, like a witch's cat, you know, like witches yeah. have black green eyes, Green eyes, black cat. That would be cool. That would be cool. You should get like a, one of those ones that like Dave used to have, like the black Persians with the green eyes, with the big puffy furry ones. Oh, with all the fur? I like the um the, the, the short-haired cats better. But I'll tell you, those long-haired cats, they fucking, sorry, Isaac, they, their hair gets everywhere. You know, Isaac says he doesn't listen to the show, but I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed with Isaac. Why is that? I told him something in confidence, and I found out that he repeated it to somebody else, and they told me that he told them. And I'm very, I'm very disappointed. To hear Are you surprised by it? I don't know. You know, sometimes you think somebody is really your friend and that, you know, you know, I guess I'm more gullible than you are. You know, you assume nobody's your friend until they prove that they're your friend. Yes. I usually think that somebody is my friend and uh, and then I sometimes find out I'm disappointed that, that they're not. So uh, 
not I mean not that Isaac and I are not friends necessarily, but uh, it definitely didn't uh, didn't help him as far as like what I think of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if you tell somebody and you say, hey, you know, you ask them something or you say something, and it's very obvious it's not something that's to be repeated, then you have to assume. You know, I mean, I, I've learned my lesson now. Uh, I always ask. Can I tell anybody this or not? If it's sensitive, yeah. yeah. But this is this kind of comment that um that we're talking about. There's no way that that was necessary. You know what I mean? Um, I wish that I knew what you were talking about. I have to tell you up there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw him under the bus like that. But just since you mentioned him, since you said sorry, Isaac, I had to say that I'm not very sorry this week. <laughs> not very sorry. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That is um, a- I guess uh, that pretty much covers it. Um, You want to do some shout-outs, and then we'll uh, go to commercial break? Yeah, let's do some shout-outs. Let me shoot over to the old Iron Empire radio page here. Don't let me forget, too. I got a special uh, shout-out request I need to do. All righty. Here we go. Uh, Shout-outs. All right. Shout-outs. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Shoutouts for the week. Dylan Miller, Keith Allen, uh, Ian McGarry, Chris Schmidt. You know, Chris Schmidt uh, is uh, the uh, Aussie who yeah. is uh, either married or dating uh, Renee, who's, I, I believe, a pro, right? Is she a pro now in the IFBB? Uh, Renee, who? Uh, Chris Schmidt's. Um, oh, yeah. She, no, she didn't get a pro card, I don't think. Maybe she did. She won the big show, the Australian Open or whatever, like the big, the big, big show. So maybe she is, or maybe she has to apply. I don't know. She may be. Well, I know sometimes she was very good at figure, though. If you look at the pictures, yeah, she was outstanding. Now sometimes Chris Schmidt shouts out uh, Renee as well, but other times she doesn't. Something I've noticed. So uh, I'm going to shout out Renee anyway because I know she likes the show. Um, and Chris, maybe you can and let us know uh, what the deal is with that. <laughs> uh, shout out to Andrew Barber, who wants me to scream out. Unfortunately, I have a 10-year-old in my house. That's not going to happen. Shout out to Steve Miller. Shout out to Stacy Mitchell Gray. Uh, shout out to Ashley Gray. Uh, shout out to Adam Stewart. Joe Mista, Joe and Lee, Cody Kidd, Eric Davis, Dylan Lindstadt, Shane Royce. Uh, Taiki Kimball, Ahmad Malik, Assad Malik, Adil Malik. Yeah, Maliks. Those are our Maliks. We love the Maliks. Maliks. Uh, Jim Alberry, Patrick Barnes. Uh, I want to give a, a, a thank you to Patrick Barnes for helping us promote the show without us asking him. He's always good about posting the show on Facebook and telling people to, to go listen to the show, so we appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Rob Manns. Shout out to Jess McCutcheon with his big question. Yeah, I want to just say that I would encourage more of you listeners to do the same as, as our boy there, Patrick Barnes. Now we need some more Pat, more Patrick Barnes out there. So if you want to get on our good side, take some notes from uh, Patrick Barnes. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jess McCutcheon, uh, our, our man with the good questions. Shout out to uh, Spencer Barrett, Wolfgang Lawrence, um, Brian Abraham, Sean F. Robb, Justin Baccio, John Otterstrom, uh, Al X, <laughs> uh, Rob Holt, good old Big Nut, and uh, Kinata Nun. Shout out to everybody. I also would like to uh, shout out, because I know that they are actually both listeners, uh, my two clients doing uh, Masters Nationals this weekend, Michelle Baker and Kathy Cook. They're both uh, fans of the show. 
and so shout out to them, and also good luck to them in their uh, in their divisions that they'll be competing in tomorrow. Exciting! I got a special shout out from uh, uh, Emmeline uh, Marzek, who is uh, Joshua Marzek's wife, and she wants to say that. First of all, she told me that uh, her husband and her love the show and listen uh, all the time, as we know. We've seen many times uh, Joshua Morissette's comments and questions, etc. She wanted to see if we could say a belated happy birthday for him for a shout-out, and uh, we will. Happy belated birthday, Joshua. We appreciate uh, your listening and all the, all the comments and everything else. And, uh, Emily, thank you uh, for requesting that because it's always nice to hear that somebody is as passionate about the show as, as Josh is. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. By the way, I'm touching my nipples while I do this. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, Mr. Joshua. Mazdak. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, and many more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, that's it for this week. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Actually, me and PJ are done, but we will be back, or somebody will be back. Wait, before we go, we have no commercials. I have to do the commercials. So let's start out uh, with the um, our title sponsor, our, our head sponsor of both myself, PJ Braun, and the show Iron Empire Radio. Uh, you can't see it right now, but in uh, hopes that we were going to do the video, we are both wearing our Iron Mag Labs T-shirts. Mm-hmm which are very nice. If you don't already know, they're very high-quality T-shirts, which our T-shirts will also be whenever Jerry Beck finishes the design, which I did ask him for an update today, and he says he is working on it. He had to scrap the whole first design because to add a second person would fuck everything up. Not sorry, Isaac. So we're gonna. he is actually redesigning the whole thing to add a PJ Braun to the, uh, the other as a secondary character. And I appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, then that makes sense, right? If you're going to have a character, there should probably be two since there are two people on the okay. show. That makes sense. Um, anyway, so he's working on that, and uh, we will be selling the first 100 shirts, which is an exclusive first 100. You'll have a, on the patch on the side of the sleeve, you'll say first 100. After that, um, we will, those will no longer be available. We won't make the second 200 and everything else. It's just those first 100 limited edition shirts. Um, anyway, um, so Iron uh, Mag Labs sponsors both us and the show, and they have some exciting news. Um, Super DMZ 2.0 is out right now, which is um, the... The second formula, everybody loved um, Super DMZ 1.0, I guess you would say now, right? And um, this is the, basically what happened was Super DMZ, um, the original formula had Super Draw in it, which needed to, um, I don't want to say it's it's illegal or banned yet, because I think that it's still like in the process of, uh, of that happening, but Robert DiMaggio and Gina decided, you know what, let's beat them to the punch, let's not be one of the people that they look at, you know, and say this was supposed to have happened before. They took it out. And uh, Super DMZ, their most popular thing, uh, got basically pulled off the market temporarily. And so they had to look for a new ingredient to put in there um, to kind of make up for for this missing Super Draw. And they had a hard time, honestly, finding it. Robert kind of scoured what was available, what he could use in there. Uh, he had his chemist working on it. And, uh, and they were able to find something not as good, but actually better uh, than uh, what was originally in it, the Super Draw. And um, the, I'm trying to figure out, find the name of this new compound. Robert was actually telling me about it for quite a while now, about uh, about the uh, replacement. Let's see, here it is. Uh, it is called, well, first of all, you still have the dimethazine, which is, was in there before. And they added to the dimethazine, let's see. I feel bad that I don't know the name of 
of the stuff. Well, it's brand new, and we're just learning it, but it's uh, it's supposed to be, for everybody that loved the original Super DMZ, this one's supposed to be even better. Absolutely, it is supposed to be better. Um, it's supposed to be considerably stronger um, than the original one, and the original one was basically the most badass uh, designer steroid ever, and uh, so for it to be better... Um, this is going to be a tremendous thing. And the reason why it took Robert so long to find this ingredient was because um, it was too expensive uh, to source. And then a lot of the people out there that have been interested in it haven't had the money, these smaller companies, to put out you know, 100 grand or something like that to get all the raw material, to actually have it synthesized and made for them. And uh, Robert found, it, found this thing, found out how good it was, and said, you know what, we're going to do it. We want to make this product as good as possible. Because obviously you don't want Super DMZ 2.0 to, to, to suck in comparison to the original formula. So here we are with a better product. So it's very limited uh, right now in stock. They just got a few, maybe like a thousand bottles at first. So jump on the uh, on it right now. Go to Iron Mag Labs. Uh, use the coupon code Aaron15 or what is it, Braun15 um, and get 15% off the already ridiculously low. I think it's PJB15, not Braun. PJB15 or Aaron15, whatever. And you'll get uh, 15% off of the, uh, of the price. It's $50 a bottle. Look, if we're talking about uh, a super potent anabolic steroid, oral anabolic steroid, $50 for a cycle is extremely cheap, extremely cheap for something that you really know what's in it. So, um, you know, take advantage of that. Try this stuff out. Let me know. Uh, email me at jubak at rxmuscle or PJ, PJ Braun, fitness at yahoo.com. Tell us how you like it. I'm very interested. Uh, our first bottle will be coming in very soon. I'm going to start mine right away. I know you're going to probably wait till after. You do your whole liver cleanse and everything, but I will let you know what I think. I'm interested to hear what you guys think, so let us know right away. Um, if you're outside of the country, I, people always say, well, how do I get Super DMZ if I don't live in America? I get emails literally on a daily basis about this. Go to OrbitNutrition.com. OrbitNutrition.com ships all over the world. If you live in Australia, it might get seized, but it might get through, and OrbitNutrition.com will send it to you. So go there, use the coupon code IER5. They also have every other supplement you could want uh, at uh, OrbitNutrition.com. That's Muscle Mitch. Uh, muscle Mitch. Hey. We love Muscle Mitch. Uh, muscle fuck Mitch. you. Fuck you, motherfucker. We'll, take, we'll, we'll send it anywhere. We don't care. So um, go to Muscle Mitch. Uh, send, you know, if you like the show, support our sponsors. Check them out, uh, OrbitNutrition.com. And uh, that's it, PJ. So let's go to commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes after PJ picks his songs. Very good. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. RX 
Muscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com.
Iron Empire Radio. Uh, PJ, we, uh, you and I are actually just being a total, uh, what do you call it, disclosure. We are actually recording the second half of the show first because you're in traffic right now. So people are probably thinking what happened to the quality of the sound. And Because uh, PJ, you're telling me you have a snowball microphone. We don't, I don't want to go into discussing it, but hopefully people have enjoyed the beginning of the show because you sound so good. And I got to thank you for sending Amber out to buy the microphone. Yes, Amber went and got it for me while I was in my uh, resting from my hospital stint. Which we have we have already discussed, uh, I would imagine. So um, we've already done shout outs, or at least we're going to do shout outs. So um, since you're in the car, we're trying to get this over with. I'm at you know as I discussed, I'm at my parents' house. So um, let's uh, let's start out with the, some listener questions, okay? Let's do it. Your favorite part of the show. Uh, Dylan Miller. My favorite part. Yeah, your favorite. Dylan Miller wants to know, have you ever seen a guy with gyno so bad that he can milk himself? I actually I actually have. Have you seen that before? Uh, you know, um, what's that book kid's name that had a showdown with Billy Gunn? Vince Goodrem. He had some really bad gyno. He could milk himself? Uh, I don't know if he could milk himself. I don't know if anyone could really milk himself. You've seen uh, that? Yes, I've actually seen with my own eyes. A guy milk himself. And milk came out? Yeah, milk. Well, white fluid. Uh, white, yeah, viscous colored kind of fluid, yeah. Oh, that is absolutely horrible. Uh, yep, I, uh, I saw it with my own eyes. It is possible to lactate. A man lactate, yeah. That, that is just absolutely awful. Um, that's a time when you go see Dr. Blau, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> you go right to Dr. Blau if you, can, if you can milk your own titties. I wonder if Dr. Blau would give you a discount if you're like, listen, I can milk my own titties, they're so bad. Can you give me some pro bono work or something? <laughs> <laughs> that might that might win over Dr. Blau, right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess no on that one. Yeah, no? <laughs> he's not giving, uh, he's not giving discounts for anything, huh? No, no. If you, if you do a testimonial like I did for him, he'll give you a little discount. Yeah, your testimonial has like uh, a million hits. I mean, I'm, maybe if he like milked his tits in his testimonial, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is what I looked like before Doctor Blau and he started milking his own tits, spraying <laughs> uh, himself. That, 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 that could, would be a you know, yeah. That could that could hurt. That would set apart his testimonial from everybody else's. Yeah, it's a certain new <laughs> Um, all right, uh, we actually we got a lot of shout outs, and so people are excited that the show is is back. You know, we were we off all last week, or did, did, did just how did that work out? I can't even remember now. I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a, it was a busy week. It's been a busy, busy week for both of us. Um, Ashley Gray. <laughs> this is an interesting one. Um, do you ever notice that farts get worse after you've gone to the toilet? Because my partner is always complaining about my horrid mutant gas ass. I have no idea where they'd be worse post-bathroom break. You know, that makes no sense to me, to be honest with you. No. Um, I, I am not a really gassy guy. I don't fart a lot. Like, even in my, in my uh, contest diets, I don't fart a lot. I think I usually have a pretty efficient system, and I poop a lot. Um, but I, I've never noticed that my parts would be worse after pooping. Uh, I wouldn't understand how that, how that could be. No, I, I'm definitely the opposite. If I start farting, because I'm not gassy at all either. Um, yeah. Not, not at all at all. I mean, uh, Darielle could tell you, I probably I barely ever fart. But when I do start farting, 
it's because I need to use the bathroom usually because my stomach. Yeah, exactly. I think this guy uh, Ashley may have something wrong with him. I I actually think he should get himself checked out. Uh, maybe he's got something going on inside his gut that he needs to get checked out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That doesn't sound like that. That sounds unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, sure. Cody Kid wants to know what is the most effort you've ever had to put into getting laid. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the Southern Bell was a was a, a good amount of work. Um, Who? Our listeners will have to, the Southern Bell. Oh, the Southern Bell, of course. Yeah. Our yeah. listeners, listeners will have to to go back to that one. Um, you know, that's a good question. I used to do this. Is kind of funny. Uh, I went through this period when I was single. Uh, Amber, if you're listening, fast forward by this, where <laughs> I would meet these like milfs, like these newly divorced. Now, those, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, are the best ones that you can find because they've been married to some bum for a long time and they haven't been getting banged the right way. Then when you get this young machine stud that bangs them, they are so appreciative, right? But what I would do is I never wanted any of them to know where I would live or anything like that. So I would find out where they lived and I would find a, a hotel nearby and I would basically drive sometimes an hour out to these hotels and I would have like these, these hotel rendezvous um, just so I would not have to worry about them like stalking me or anything like that. So I, I suppose that's a little bit of work because I'm paying for the hotels all the time, um, you know, and stuff like that. I'm certainly not making them pay for the hotels. Um, I don't know if I've ever like, for me, the kind of guy I am, because there's so many girls out there and it's really not hard to bang girls if you, if you like approach it the right way. If I had to put more than a couple days into it, I'd be I'd be bored with it real fast. Yeah, um, I, I have to go back a little bit in time. But when I was um, younger, I don't know, early twenties or late teens, more like early twenties, there's sometimes where I made the mistake, or I mean, it's not a mistake. Or I, you know, it depends on what you're looking for, I guess. But I would go on a lot of dates, and uh, once I had a lot of actual dates, like bringing them places, to dinner, whatever, then I would. Um, I would feel like there was a lot of pressure. I would, be, I feel like I built up too much pressure. So, like later on in life, you know, I would just make the move. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I would yeah. be more aggressive. So when I was, I want to say a kid, but really I was in my twenties, early twenties. I would do. I would go on a bunch of dates. And then by the time you go to three or four dates, now there's like pressure to to make it happen. You know what I mean? And I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I ever responded well to that. Uh, it never went as well as when it would happen on the first date because then it was more like natural and it just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hate going on dates. Um, yeah. When I was younger, in my in my early 20s, I would actually tell girls, like, listen, I don't have time to go on dates. I don't have time to go to the movies. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going on. If you want to hook up and have sex and have fun, I'm your man. Let's do it. I'm actually not even trying to be funny. This is actually what he really used to say. And um, a lot of girls would be like, you know, fuck you. Sorry, Isaac. But other girls would be like, all right, let's, let's have some fun, you know? And, um... For me to take a girl on a date, I'd have to really, really like her um, because I just hate, I don't want to meet some stranger that maybe I'm trying to bang and sit and listen to her bullshit at a dinner when I could be doing a lot of other things. Um, and especially like when there's awkward silences and stuff like that, it, it's just not something that I'm really interested in. I can't believe there's any awkward silences with you. That was one problem I never had. I'm surprised that you would ever run into that. A lot of times there's awkward silences because the, the women think that I, like girls that aren't in the industry that I would go on dates with would think that I am much different than I really am. Uh, they would think that I'd be just like this kind of like, like 
you know, chooch, like me, that kind of guy. And so they would, like, be like, oh, so how much do you bench and stuff like that? And I'd be like, I really don't care to talk about anything like that. And they'd be like, oh, like, taken back by it, you know? Or they'd be like, oh, I bet you, you probably kicked a lot of people's asses in your days, huh? And I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I really don't want to talk about things like that, you know? Like, let's, let's talk about, you know, something a little more educated. And, you and, just, uh, let's, talk about, like, let's talk about philosophy. Yeah, they, they, uh, they would be kind of, like, thrown off by that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. Um, moving on. Oh, see, this is what happens. Got this one guy. This guy. He's he has been incessantly messaging me. Let me turn this off. Actually, let me turn off my my mess. Because as people may not know this, but as we're going here, we're reading the questions off of off of Facebook. How do I turn this off? Go offline. I've got this one guy, PJ, who I guess a few weeks ago he wrote me and he goes, "Do you have any YouTube videos of you flexing or posing?" And so, of course, I ignored him, right? This, yep. this fucking guy has probably been messaging me five times a day, ten, ten times a day, since the last two weeks. So I, just, just earlier today, he messaged me again. He's like, your messenger on, on Facebook must not work. It's like, you must not be getting my messages. I was like, holy shit, this fucking guy does not give up. And then he, that was him messaging me again. He's like, are you getting my messages? No, leave me the fuck alone. Jesus Christ. I'm worried if I say leave me alone, then it'll just it'll just encourage him, though, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe you should just be like not just say no. I, I told guys no. So like, do you have any you know videos? Can you do this? Can you do this? I just say no, and then a lot of times they leave you alone after that. Uh, maybe that's what I'll try. We'll see how that works. I'll tell them no after the show. Um, Dylan Lindstad wants to know <laughs> at what point are girls' tits just too big? And he, he thinks he might, he'll probably lean towards your answer on this one. I do, I do not believe that a girl's tit can be too big. Uh, I think that tits are like biceps. Bigger is better. Uh-huh. Uh, and there are, there are extreme cases, like Greg Valentino, for instance, where the arms were so big that it looks ugly. Uh, and there is a porn star. She's actually not a porn star. She doesn't actually bang. She just, she's just famous for having ridiculously big tits. Her name is Chelsea Charm. And you guys can look her up. She has, uh, from what I understand, the largest implants on the planet. They're actually hysterically big. Like, I wouldn't really, like, be able to date that girl and, like, bring her home to my parents. I, w- I would definitely have a night with her. Um, and just laugh the whole time. That's too big. Uh, but it's very, very hard for kids to actually be too big, in my opinion. Uh, you know, for me, I would say tits are too big... Um, I don't like, I like for a girl to have, I mean, the truth is I'm okay with the C, which I know you're definitely not. You don't like that. It's too small. Yeah, I think that you like a little bit, you like it like an athletic, tighter, tighter bod, with like yeah. a nice tight little boobs. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. I like them. That's actually, you actually described it perfectly for me. As long as they're tight, like tight and, and nice and firm, um, then I like them. So they can be even like, I know Dariel, after the baby, she wants to get bigger ones, like a double D or a D. That's okay, as long as they're, as long as they're right. You know what I mean? Like, um, I wouldn't want, like some of the ones that you like, like and you show me, I'm like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Like I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want them to be like the focal point of attention for the girl that I'm with all the time. You know, like I wouldn't want everywhere to go for everybody to stare at her tits. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> yeah. They're your own tradition, folks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rob Mance, topic. He wants to know, is it gross for a girl to stop and kiss you mid-blowjob as long as you haven't come yet? He says he doesn't see a problem with it. 
You there? Yeah, I said, what, what's gross about that? Nothing. I, I think that Robin is right. As long as now, if you can, if you came, and then she kissed you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not okay with that. You probably are. I'm not okay with that. I, I, I what I like is when you come in their <laughs> mouth and then they come up and just spit it right in your face. <laughs> of course you do. I remember. That's I, what I like, and then you kiss, then you passionately kiss after that. I remember I saw this movie when I was a kid. Uh, I, I was like uh, 16 or 15, maybe even younger than that. And I remember there's this like scene in the movie. You know, how sometimes in a movie or in life, like a scene, like something that happens gets burned into your like memory and forever you remember it. <laughs> yeah, so there's the scene. Right? It was like I think it was on like Showtime Max at my grandma's house during like Passover dinner or something. We were watching TV, and I was watching this like softcore porn. Or it was actually like a I don't know if it was a softcore. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, the guy was watching his friend and, and his friend's girlfriend have sex, and he was, like, peeping through the door, and the door was open, right? And so he was jerking off, and he jerked off into his hand, and then he took it, and he smelled it, and then he licked his own jizz. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. And forever. <laughs> forever. That's, 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 that's a little weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into that. I remember when you uh, when when I asked you about the cleanup that you did at my house because you said you had, uh, you did that right before bed so you could sleep. That's what I imagined. I imagined you jerked off in your hand and I just licked it up. I actually took it. I saved it, and I actually was the opening in Bo's mouth, and I let it just just fall into his mouth, and then I went back to bed. <laughs> nice, very nice. I thought you were going to say you made me made me a smoothie with it. <laughs> uh, Patrick Barnes wants to know if you could have dinner with three people living or deceased who would it be and what would the conversation involve this is one of those questions that's, that's very difficult for me to answer for some reason I, I never have an easy time answering questions like that oh that is a rough one I need like a couple days for that one yeah that's a tough that's a very tough question Patrick Barnes that's no, that's no easy one three people living narrow it down to just to, to narrow it down to just three, man, that's 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 rough. That's tough. Yeah, I would pick three really smart, well-known people. Like you know, see the, the really smart people. I don't know if they'd be good conversationalists. Like I, want, I would say, like Albert Einstein, these kind of like um, people like that. But I don't know if that, that would make for a really good conversation. Yeah, I, I think I, I I wouldn't mind having Arnold as one of my people. Yeah, Arnold could be interesting. He'd tell some great stories if he was being honest. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like an honest Arnold, I think, would be one of my people. I, it, this is a tough, tough question for me to answer. Would you have Joe Weider in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't think I'd have Can you do a Joe Weider impression? Oh! <laughs> don't, I don't know if I can do a Joe, Joe Weider uh, impression right now. It's one of those ones you have to hear somebody do it to do it really well. But I, If I hear him do it, then I can probably do it. But right off the top of my head... I can't throw it out. I know he had a really weird accent. When when I met Joe um, at uh, the Flex photo shoot after the Olympia, like in 2009, I think it was, when they had all the weeder guys in one place, that's when Chris was making a comeback, Cormier, I mean, and all the guys were there, Silvio Samuel, and everybody, everybody was there, uh, Jay, Phil, uh, Dexter, and uh, I was like, man, I got to go talk to him. I've told this story a bunch of times, but this is my only Joe Eater experience. I was like, I got to go talk to him. I was with Carl Lenore. He's like, just go tell him something. I was like, what can I fucking tell him? He had like security around him and everything, and he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he's like, just go tell him something. He's like, you're Jewish, he's Jewish. And I was like, okay, okay. So I went up, 
I was like, uh, Mr. Weeder, I'm a Jewish bodybuilder. I was like, I just wanted to come and say that, you know, to thank you for uh, uh, creating all this so that, you know, I can make a living doing what I love or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he felt, he felt my arm. He goes, oh, definitely a bodybuilder, definitely a bodybuilder. That's what he said. Uh, he's like feeling my arm and my shoulder, and that was his response. I was like, okay, bye. Did he, did he try to feel your cock or <laughs> With his other hand, he like tickled it a little bit. Arnold just let me feel his cock a little bit after I would pose him. Uh, that was a different time. <laughs> Arnold let me pose. He posed for me naked. Pictures, yeah. I would pose his front double bicep, and then I'd make sure his cock was hanging to the right side after I did it. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would use my lips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get in trouble with this. All right. Um, yeah. What... Yeah. Uh, what uh, Jess McCutcheon wants to know, if you could fight any person in the fitness industry, who would it be and why? This is easy for me, so you go first. Fight? Yeah, if you could fight any person in the fitness industry, who would it be and why? I don't know. You go first. I got to think because it's easier for you. I don't know. I would beat the living shit out of that little midget fuck, uh, Lee Priest. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that would be a good one for you. to. <laughs> that would make sense for you. Yeah, um, you know what? You know who I would beat the fucking shit out of? Who? But he's he, he's not an industry person. He's a nobody. Yeah. Uh, I would beat Blockhead's fucking ass to a bloody pulp, and it would be awesome. It would be absolutely awesome. I'd actually let him have a few a few shots on me first, and then I would beat him to a bloody motherfucking pulp. Do you even do you want to even say who that is, or you don't want to give him any credit? You want to just keep it like that? I've actually met him. He's this fat bald piece of shit loser who tried to bodybuild and wasn't good at bodybuilding. And so what he did was he started going on, like, getfit.com and just spending his life just hating people, just hating people. Ben, I, I have no clue why he hates me so much. Um, you know, he hates a lot of people, not just me, so I'm not being, like, singled out. Uh, but a lot of the things that he does, like, a person like that just needs a good fucking punch in the face. Um, and I, and I, I think he's like a little like smart Alec. It's never gotten his ass beat before, which would make it a lot more fun because there's nothing better than beating the shit out of somebody that's a smart Alec that's never gotten their ass beat before because then they learn a really, really valuable lesson. Um, so he would probably be the one that I would beat. And I, I would beat him bad too. It wouldn't be just like messing around. I would, I would humiliate him with it. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting because I actually went to, uh, uh, his his first real first name is Shane, so I, I feel weird keep calling him Blockhead because that's a uh, I don't know him like that. I mean I do I do from the boards, but I actually went when I was in Chicago for a wedding, a family wedding. He took me to his gym and we worked out together. And he's actually a really big fan of bodybuilding. Like he's a huge he's very interested in all the inside information and stuff. He was very nice uh, to me, but for whatever reason he like absolutely hates you. I know he even had a run in with your ex girlfriend Nicole. He came up and said something insulting to her, right? Well, what happened was um, Guy Sistranino was dating a girl named Erin Hart, who was a friend of his, and I wonder if he had, like, a thing for her or something, and perhaps she wasn't interested. And um, so I was out there in Chicago because I had a client named Andrea who was competing in a show, and I was out there with her, and we were all hanging out because Erin was really cool. And he came and started talking to her, and I wasn't paying attention. I was over with my client, and Nicole was sitting... Um, with Aaron, and he said, he goes, Aaron, when are you going to stop hanging out with all these fucking East Coast Guido losers? Uh, and Nicole, being my girlfriend, listening to him say that, saying, that East Coast Guido loser right there is my boyfriend, and if he heard you say that, he'd kick your fucking ass. 
And uh, he was like, whoa, whoa, like back to Nicole and kind of like walked away. That was his run-in with her. For him to not like her for that is like just shows what kind of pathetic individual he is because that was just a girl sticking sticking up for her man. You know what I mean? Right. That's a good. That was a good thing. Yeah. So he hates her for that, and now he hates me for that. Uh, makes up stupid stories about me on Get Big, and you know I don't even go on those websites. I think he has his own website that nobody goes to either. Um, you know, he's just a guy that's tried to make a success on hating people. But instead, he's just been a failure for hating people. And that's all we really need to talk about him. All right. All right, we'll move off of him. Um, you never let me say anything bad about anybody. What you got going on Blockhead, and you, you, couldn't, you couldn't stop. Pent up. All yeah, you know what? It, it took me a while to think, like, who do I hate in the fitness industry? There's no, like, bodybuilders or people like that that I really want to be up, you know? I mean, but I suppose you can consider him in the fitness industry because he's got a website and because he's like a regular poster on the board. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think that he would be, he doesn't go to bodybuilding contests really anymore because Mel Chancey and those guys don't like him either. And he's from Chicago. So I think he would be, his health would possibly be at risk going to a yeah. bodybuilding show. So I don't know if you'll have a chance to see him, but if you did, I would definitely give, uh, uh, Shane the advice to walk the other direction. That's for sure. Yeah, he is just, uh, he is very disliked by many people. Uh, Shane McCutcheon, uh, the best quality RTD, and what's the best tasting RTD? I don't like RTDs, really. I, I, don't, I don't like RTDs either. Yeah, get, get yourself some whey protein, an isolate that's good. Don't, yep. don't, get, don't do any RTDs. It's no yeah, right. I, carry a, I carry isolate in and in a shaker cup, and then I pour some water in it when that's I want it. That's an RTD. That's an RTD. You just made your own RTD. Yep. Exactly. Uh, uh, Jess McCutcheon. PJ, provide a little bit of fashion advice. Sigerman with glasses or without? I like Sigerman with glasses. Uh, he's just one of those people that looks good with glasses on, and I'm used to seeing him with glasses, so when I see him without glasses, it kind of throws me off a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't really care all that much about that. <laughs> so, Such a liar. You know, I've, not, I've never thought to myself, like, you know what, man, you, you, should, pro you should probably put the glasses back on. You know, so uh, uh, I I, uh, I know I can tell you that I looked horrible with glasses. I looked like a complete just doofus, and I was, and I also couldn't touch my eyes because I'm I'm weird about my eyes, and that's why I got laser eye surgery. Yeah, I can't touch my eyes either. I, that's why I, I bought contacts, and I could never put them in myself. My ex girlfriend would have to put them in for me and take them out for me, and that's just too much of a of a hassle. Too much I'm, of a hassle. I'm thinking of getting the LASIK surgery, but like like you. Darielle prefers uh, Singerman with glasses than without. I don't ever wear them. If you notice, I don't wear them when I do video interviews or take pictures because I kept noticing that mm -hmm. there will be a glare if there was a flash yeah. or you can't see my eyes. So I don't. That's the reason why people watch videos or look at pictures at Facebook. I'm never wearing them because I actually literally take them off and then put them back on because I can't see very well without them. Yeah. So, some people look really good in glasses. Like some some girls. Look really sexy in glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's very rare. Um, it does know, happen. It, it depends on the individual. Spencer Barrett wants to know if you and PJ were a god, which god would you be? Well, in if Judaism, we were a, a, a god. In Judaism, there is only one god, so uh, there is only one to choose from. So um, I would be that one, I suppose. And what, what other gods are there, PJ? Like the god of thunder, the god of what is it? Are we talking like, like, like? <laughs> These are like Nordic gods, or these are like gods? Yeah, like Greek, Greek myth, Roman mythology. 
Um, I don't know. I think I would. I suppose I would probably be Zeus then, right? I would be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I would be. Um, I would be Magneto. That's what I'd be. He's like a god. Magneto. <laughs> Magneto is a mutant, not a god. <laughs> Practically, if you were here now, people would probably think he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you're right about this. I'd be Magneto. That's what I'd be, Spencer. Um, boy, Jess McCutcheon is coming with the questions. Let me see. This is a, a long one here. Let me see if I want to read this one. Okay. Okay, we'll go with it. Um, which life would you be more satisfied with and why? A, a rock star of mid-level, talented, semi-famous band, let's say on the level of P.O.D. B, a professional football player with a million-dollar contract, decent statistics on Madden, <laughs> and you're not, but you're not Peyton Manning or recognizable to the general public. Or C, a professional bodybuilder, you're not Jay Cutler, but you placed at the top three at the Olympia and even squeaked a first or one or two Arnold wins, say a Kevin Lavrone. B, without a doubt. I don't even have to think about that one. Yeah, B, B. Let's not be ridiculous. B, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's actually not even close. They're not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Um, what games do you play on Xbox Live? I don't play any video games, so I'm out. Neither of do I. Sorry, Wolfgang. No video games. We talked about that before. We can't do video games. It's just a waste of time, unfortunately. Yep. In my opinion. There's other things you could be doing. Um, okay, uh, Brian... Okay. Uh, Brian Abraham. PJ, since you have the best team in the industry, Braun Fitness, which division of people do you like to train more? Figure, fitness, bikini, or women's physique? Well, for starters, thank you for saying that. It was very nice of you to say. Uh, my favorite uh, division is uh, women's physique division. Uh, I love uh, women's physique division. I would say my second favorite would probably be a bikini. Um, but I love... The bikini girls are a pain in the ass, but I like bikini. It's fun. Um, I really love women's physique. I believe that I know exactly what they want in that division, and I know how to get the girls to look that way. Figure is always a crapshoot from show to show to show. Figure is also 100% uh, determined on your structure. Uh, and if you do not have the structure for figure, you will never, ever do well. And uh, I have a hard time uh, trying to explain that to women. They, a lot of women just don't understand that. They think, well, I can work harder, and I can do this, and I can do this. But I explain to them it doesn't matter. You just do not have the structure that's ideal figure and, and for that reason figure is not one of my favorites uh, i love women's physique division yeah um i agree with you that, that's the thing girl if girl if people want to know how to judge figure it's very easy it's very easy they want the smallest possible waist with the most dramatic v taper from the back and the front that's basically it and they want you know yep. rounded muscles but not too not too dramatic but the key like even girls that you look at like in, in national level people are like how did that girl win well, she might not be the best uh, in the best shape. She might not have the most muscle, but if she has a tiny waist and a dramatic V taper, that's going to put her way, way higher than girls that are totally ripped or perfect uh, muscle bellies or you know whatever else they're looking for. Very pretty and good uh, small waist, dramatic taper. Those are the things that are most important. Yes. Um, okay, I got to say also, PJ also does train bodybuilders. He doesn't include bodybuilders in, the, in that list. You do train bodybuilders. Yeah, I, I tr uh, to be honest with you, male bodybuilders are by far the easiest. Uh, so I do enjoy uh, training male bodybuilders as well. Uh, women, 
because of their hormones and uh, psychology and everything else that goes involved with that are more challenging, and I, I enjoy that challenge. Um, uh, to be honest with you, and, and anybody will tell you this, anybody that's done both will tell you that, that training a male bodybuilder is actually the easiest. Um, and if you get a good bodybuilder, they'll do whatever you want. You can work them into the ground. They won't complain. It's just a matter of them following the plan. See, women have hormones that don't agree with you when you want them to at times. Uh, and then so you get these, these speed bumps that you necessarily uh, wouldn't have expected to have. You have to work around, and so it becomes more of a challenge. Right. Um, all right, uh, let's go. Okay, this is a good one from Justin. Uh, how do you say this one? Bacio? 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 B-A-C-I-O? Bacio. Bacio, sorry. See, I'm glad I asked you. Uh, he always asks good questions. So here's a good one from him, from Justin. Um, topic. Would a gay guy accept a happy ending from a female during a shady massage? My chick friend says no, but she also thinks getting head is less gay in the Brazilian businessman situation. What's your opinion? Well, she's right, first of all, on the uh, Brazilian businessman situation. But um, would a gay guy accept a happy ending from a female during a shady massage? PJ? Okay, so I, I, I'm really happy that, that we asked this one because it just so happens that two weeks ago, I was in sure gym. you're gay and you got it. You accepted one. Yes. Uh, two weeks ago, I was in the gym, and a gay gentleman was uh, sitting around with us, telling us this story about how he went for a massage at a massage place, and um, it was a woman, and he's totally gay. This guy, uh, you know, he's not flamboyant like you know, like flower gay, but he's gay. Um, and so he said he's getting this massage. And that all of a sudden the woman starts going on, like really, really like close to his balls. And um, she's like really, really like, like just massaging that area. And he said it felt great. And he was laying there with his eyes closed, relaxed. And he said next thing he knew, he started getting a boner. And it was just the massage just felt so good that he started getting a boner. And he said he was a little bit embarrassed, but then the girl just started stroking it. So in his head, he was like, holy shit, this girl is, is stroking my cock. And, he, and his, his exact words to me were, look, if I got a boner and my eyes are closed and you're stroking my cock, I don't give a fuck if you're a guy or a girl. You can finish that thing off. He's like, and she, she jerked it until I came, and that was it. Didn't charge me anything extra. And I was like, what the hell? Shit like that never happens to me. And uh, he was like, yeah, I was shocked too. And I was like, you didn't care that it was a girl? And he's like, oh, my eyes were closed, and I was kind of just off in my own world, and I let it happen. So, uh, you know, that, that answers that question. Wow. Wow. I think, I think that, um, what do you think? Do you think most gay guys, is that the, that's the truth, or do you think he is an unusual gay guy? I'd say it's probably a solid 50-50. 50-50. I guess I can agree with that, right? 50-50. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what do you think, how many, how many straight guys would accept a um, a happy ending from a massage like un like he didn't request it so like unasked for how many guys like I know that I wouldn't um, like if I was in there and she started and I was going for a normal massage and some girl put her hand on my dick and I didn't like it, I, I don't expect it I'd be like whoa what are you doing like I know I wouldn't just be like oh just go along for it with it I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> oh my god uh, all right Al X. He wants to know, do you like cats more or dogs more? Piglet versus Rustim. 
Well, you are obviously a dog person, and I am a cat person. Well, That's I got a cat. That's been known. I got more cats than you. I got two cats. You got zero cats. But would you have those cats if it wasn't for Dariel? No, no. No, you love Rustin. I love Rustin. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely more a dog person uh, because dogs are more like um, interactive. Like Doke, he doesn't give a fuck. He he doesn't care if you're there. He doesn't care if you're not there. He doesn't care if you, you know. He's a totally. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to say passive. He just doesn't care. Like it doesn't doesn't matter to him. So like uh, if I didn't, if I never came back, he wouldn't care. If I if I'm gone for a few days, Rustin will get depressed and like lay on the ground and 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 mope. You know, because he cares. Doke doesn't give a shit. He won't. He doesn't care. If he knows you, if he doesn't know you, if you're new, if you're not new, if you're mean, if you're nice, he's the same to everybody. Yeah. I, I miss my piglet, but I do love cats. When I uh, when I get the opportunity to get a pet again, I would like to have a cat. When you get to uh, Boca, are you going to get a pet? I think so, actually. Remind me, so at the beginning of the show, we talk about the your move to Boca, because you... Uh, it looks like you have a place, so we can talk about that. Yes, yes, very exciting, very exciting. We've got a lot to talk about in the beginning of the show. We're going to do a video show, um, so everybody should uh, go watch it. If, I'm sure you probably already know because you've heard the beginning of the show. I also want to give one more shout-out uh, to Iron Mag Lab. This is very exciting that Super DMZ 2.0 is now out. And everybody, very, very exciting. Huge, a huge deal. People are wondering probably... You know, are we saying that just because we're sponsored by the show? No, because I actually tried Super DMZ for the first time, Formula One, and that was the product that got me to get in contact with Robert uh, DiMaggio over there at Iron Mag Labs and ask them about um, me and them getting involved in a transformation and uh, and eventually getting involved with the company based on that product because I, I hadn't tried anything else because I had actually bought that product several times. And um, when it went away, you know, because the Super, uh, Super Draw was... Um, they got rid of it. I don't know if it's totally banned or illegal yet, but it is in the process. So he had to find a replacement. And um, the replacement ingredient, which the name escapes me at this moment, but um, the, it was very difficult for Robert to find at the source. And he had to put a lot of money to get this product because it was unusual, even though the research on it is phenomenal. And it's actually more powerful uh, than Superdraw or anything else available right now. And Iron Mag Labs is the only one to carry 100% pure, legitimate uh, grade of this uh, particular product uh, compound. And it, this this new Super DMZ 2.0 will be the premier designer steroid on the market as long as it's out there. So I strongly encourage everybody who wants to grow to give this stuff a try. Because if you've tried Super DMZ, the regular 1.0, uh, you know how powerful it is. So if you can imagine something even better, you know, get on it before it sells out because I know they have a, a limited amount in the first uh, the first run of these products. And and the original Super DMZ was their most popular. People loved it, yeah, and if this one's even better, then they're going to be really really excited for it. What, what's great about it is that you don't gain. It's it's incredibly strong, basically oral steroid. Um, but unlike D-ball and Androl that that have similar effects as far as gaining mass and strength, it doesn't make you retain much water at all. So you can take it while you're dieting and stay really hard and vascular without holding 10 pounds of water. Um, so that's uh, that's why I loved it so much because I would get you know ridiculously strong, but I wouldn't and, and gain muscle, but I wouldn't gain all this extra fluid. Yeah, pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty exciting. 
Um, so uh, let's see, one last one. Uh, no, it's just uh, Rob Holt says how much he loves the McBronster, which is, if anybody doesn't know, that's the uh, double cheeseburger with a crispy chicken on top. You just remove very, it. Very, very good. They had one today. Somebody was, somebody, somebody was hating on the double, on, on the McBronster. I'm trying to think of who it was. Uh, they, they were, like, refusing to try it for some reason. Oh, like Dariel? Dariel? Was it, was it Dariel? Yeah, she won't try it. Yeah, she would not try it. It's too bad. Uh, even Amber tried it, and she actually laughed after she got into it, and she was like, it actually is pretty good. Yep. Uh, and, she doesn't, and she doesn't like McDonald's, so that's saying a lot. Hey, Dariel won't eat McDonald's. She always gets upset when I want to go through there. I'm actually going to start... Um, now that we're moving to Boca and settling down and stuff, we're kind of like getting back into, hopefully getting back into the groove of things because it's been uh, stressful with all the traveling and everything. You know, um, we had to move. You know, everything since the marriage, since we got married, it's been like one thing after another, like literally back to back to back to back. And then, you know, this week I'm in Houston. I come home on Monday, and then I leave on Thursday for Vegas. So, it's just, so hopefully once I get back home, um, I'll start uh, diving. I'll contact you. And we'll see how close I can get to uh, guest posing in India, if that's possible or not. Whatever happened with you uh, trying to get your coach out there? I don't know. He is. You know, the problem is that we got so many people going now that I'm. I, I I need to ask him just to see what he'll do. I mean, if he'll pay for one thing, if he'll pay for the ticket, will you pay for the uh, the hotel? Actually, you could probably just stay with me. Um, well, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming that the, the plane ticket is the most expensive thing by far. So. Um, I mean, how big of a deal with the hotel do you do? You, do you, you know, um, if you get your own room, it'll probably be about fifteen hundred dollars for five nights. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, let's see if I can stay with you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I should ask him. I'll see. Maybe see what he can do. I'll see how much. Uh, if what what they what they can do. Maybe I'll see. I'll see if he could pick up the plane ticket or if he could oh, pick up. Man. You there? I'm here. I'm actually in the grocery store. Oh, it hurts. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I, we need to start wrapping this up, by the way. I have a uh, 6 o'clock Skype appointment with a client. All right. Well, let's wrap it up right now, then. That was Iron Empire Radio for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, sorry it was a little bit late. Life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, you can contact PJ Braun at pjbraunfitness at yahoo.com or uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, which for some reason he's kicking the shit out of me right now. I don't get it. Uh, at sign Braun Fitness, or you can contact me, Chewbacca at rxmuscle.com, at sign Aaron Sager. For uh, this week, that is Iron Empire Radio. Bye, PJ. All right.